0: We do all this without delving into past trauma, starting yet another food plan, or monitoring every meal. Live a free life aligned with your health and values. If you're ready for something real, you're in the right place. All episodes are 100% free, so please subscribe to and review our podcast. Hello, this is Coach Lydia Knight, and we are Ending Eating Disorders. And today we're going to talk about freedom is knowing why. We have women that have come to us after 40 years of not only struggling with food and body and all of the mental energy that it takes, but literally spending 40 years just trying to figure out why. Like they're on square one. Why am I doing this? And when you find out that it's not your hormones and it's not a medication and it's not your past trauma and it's not that you're eating the wrong way or you don't have the right exercise plan and it's not because you don't have willpower or self-control and it's not because you're a food addict, when you actually know exactly why it's happening, that is freedom. Because when you know why it's happening and then you can just go right to fixing it there is just this joy and this peace like we have a wonderful client that celebrated with us this week she's like i thought that my struggle with food was a life sentence and now i know that it's just a habit that i can break and now i see that i can have my brain free, where I don't have to be obsessing with food all the time. And knowing why means that I know it's not all that other stuff, so I'm not constantly spending all this time looking for the answers and reading the blogs and listening to all these podcasts and wondering if it's this or that. Like, oh, I know why, I know how to fix it. And how freedom is the end of hunger. It is really hard to be hungry. Hunger is a way that human beings have shown cruelty to each other by starving each other since the beginning of eating. (laughs) And being hungry is a really difficult state. Being hungry is distracting and overwhelming and maddening. And being in the restrict and binge cycle means that you're just so hungry so much of the time. I just remember like Binging to the point where my body was just like physically in pain and still just feeling so hungry, just like hunger pangs and knowing that I couldn't even eat more. Like I'm physically in pain after a binge, but even then I was hungry. And even then being hungry just makes you so scared for the rest of the time because it's like, can I ever be satisfied? Like, Can I ever eat something and feel calm? Why, when I eat, do I feel even more hungry? Why am I always just thinking about my hunger? Why is it that no matter what I eat, I just want more? And there's just this insatiable hunger that is really, really scary. And freedom is being in a place where your body trusts you again, where you can eat something and feel satisfied, where if you're hungry, you eat When you're full, you lose interest in food. It's this beautiful end of hunger where all throughout the day, you just get to be satisfied over and over and over. And hunger and fullness is a very predictable thing where it's like, oh, I'm not hungry anymore. And I'm not scared of my hunger because I know that my hunger can just go away by eating something and that I don't have this drive toward the food. And to be able to eat and be satisfied, to be able to live and not have to be hungry, to be able to know that you're never going to feel starved or deprived ever again. And freedom is no more cravings so that feeling of you think of something and then you feel like you have to get it and you have to eat it and you have to go out of your way to make it happen and you won't be okay unless it happens and all these really specific foods that we have cravings for and we do so much to try to not have cravings anymore and freedom is is no more cravings like there might be something that like sounds nice but it's like a hey, I could take it or I could leave it. Like, I'll be absolutely okay. Because what a lot of people don't understand is that deprivation drives cravings. So when we go through a life where we're like, okay, I can't eat this anymore and I shouldn't eat that and sugar's not okay and chocolate's not okay and carbs are not okay and bread is not okay, then the more things that we tell ourselves that we can't have, then it drives up those cravings more and more and more. And then it turns into habit. And then we have an urge toward those things. And there are just like foods that feel like they rule our life. So it was so great. One of our clients the other day, she's like, cheese and chocolate used to rule my life. And now they have zero power over me because there's a difference between a drive, like a craving and just a desire, like, Oh, that would be nice to eat. And on the side of freedom, what you get to experience is you really just don't have cravings anymore. There's nothing that is driving you. There's nothing that feels out of control. There is no like one food that feels like your nemesis. There might be things that like, oh, I enjoy the taste of this and I don't enjoy the taste of this, but there's nothing that feels like it has more power than you do, and it just becomes like a non-issue. So those cravings, those drives, that sort of almost like your addicted feeling, is just gone. Food is a non-issue, any particular food is a non-issue, the cravings aren't there, the drives aren't there. It's being able to know that no particular food is going to throw you off the kilter of your peace and your strength because it's just a non-issue. And freedom is feeling at home in your body. When we're in the restrict binge cycle, when we feel out of control with food, then our, our bodies feel very out of our control. Why can't I lose the weight? Why can't I keep it off? Why am I feeling bloated? Why is my shape changing? Like it it feels like our body is just this battleground where it's very difficult to trust ourselves. And the result of that is we go from living grounded in our body to living up in our head and really sort of ignoring ourselves from the neck down and like feeling out of place and uncomfortable and even a loathing for the very place that we have and will live for the rest of our lives, which is in our body. And freedom is really feeling at home in your body, being able to have that groundedness. Like on the side of freedom means that you are embodied within your own body of feeling safe, a feeling comfortable, a feeling at home. I remember there was a time during my eating disorder where I was just sitting alone by myself and I could feel my stomach pushing up against my jeans and I just started sobbing. Like it was a, I cannot escape my own body and my own body is such a horrible, horrible place to be. And it's so incredible on the side of freedom to like be in your body, but then also be so at home that you don't think about it. It's sort of like being with a person that you're so comfortable with them that you're not really thinking about how you're being perceived or how you guys are or what they're thinking of you. Like it's just this feeling of home and it's that, way being at home in your body. Like there's this familiarity where you are here and you're grounded and you can just like, you know, sit on the couch or walk around with people and you're so at home that you sort of forget that you're, that you're here in this, in this vehicle, right? Like there's this, this presentness where you're present with the moment you're with the people you're with the experience. And how your body is showing up or looking or any sort of discomfort just fades because you're there. You're at home where there's a neutrality in your body and being within yourself that you can focus on the things that are outside of you because you're not having all of this disturbance and turbulence and anger within yourself. And freedom is being able to be at home, at peace in your body and have it really be a lovely place to be. And freedom is having a peaceful mind. So being in the restrict binge cycle, like the focus on food, the fear around food, there's just so much mental energy that goes into that. Like there are the constant cycling thoughts of, you know, calculating calories, of thinking of what you're going to eat, of keeping track of what is in the fridge and in the pantry, of keeping track of what other people are eating, of all of the cycling, like really obsessive and disturbing thoughts of, you know, judgment and anger at yourself. And like, what if I, I should have done this, or I could have done this, or I should, Do this tomorrow, or I've got to start and never do this again. Like it's so relentless. Like, I remember having a hard time even focusing on what people were saying to me that were right there in front of me because there was just all of this what we call in our community, like chatter going constantly in your mind. And to have peace from that, oh, so nice. Like on the side of freedom, it really is a peaceful mind because. You can use your brain to like think thoughts or do a calculation or decide what you're going to do or create a goal or whatever it is, but your brain doesn't have to be chattering at you all the time. That comes from a series of mental habits that we actually create when we create this disordered problem with food. And on the side of freedom, when you're free of that, and when food is a non-issue, your brain just chills out. It's so great. Um, Just last week we had a client celebrating with us. She's like, I thought that this eating disorder was a lifetime sentence. And now I know that I can live the rest of my life with like a peaceful mind. And to be able to wake up in the morning and to not think about food and to go to bed at night and you're not thinking about food and to be with people or to go to a party or to go out to a restaurant and you're not thinking about food besides maybe like, oh, I'll order this off the menu. There is this peace in your mind and all of this mental bandwidth and this clarity that comes back to you where you're like, oh... I have space, I have space in my head, I have space in my mind, I can think about other things, I can focus, I can progress, like all these things that your brain so beautifully does when it doesn't have this relentless job of just cycling around these thoughts. And it is so beautiful to have that peace in your mind where you can truly have a a clarity and a fun and a thinking of things that you enjoy instead of things that aren't serving you. And that, that freedom, that peace in your mind is such a beautiful thing. And freedom is a wardrobe in one size of being able to get out your summer clothes and know that you're gonna fit all of them. And when it gets chilly, to be able to put on your winter sweaters and know that they're gonna fit, and to be able to plan for a vacation in six months and be like, I'm gonna wear these clothes that I currently own because I have full confidence that they will fit me. It's the being at your most healthy, wonderful set point weight and to not be having those fluctuations up and down and the bloating and the having no idea if you'll be able to fit into such and such. I mean, we have had like brides in our program that came to us because they're like, I have a wedding in four months and I do not know if I am going to fit my wedding dress because there's so much fluctuation because of the binging and the restricting and not knowing what my body's gonna do and it being so unpredictable. Like we have had clients who have canceled vacations because they would have had to buy a whole new larger wardrobe to go and that just felt to them like this horrible marker of failure so they would rather cancel these incredible memories that they could have created rather than face the shame of having no idea like what they would possibly be able to wear. And to have a closet where you have clothes in all sorts of different size, it's like, well, if I'm successful, then I'll be able to fit these clothes. And if I'm failing, then I'll fit these clothes. And because I have no idea if I'm going to Have anything that lasts or anything that works. I'm going to keep these larger clothes because I don't want to have to rebuy them all. Or the getting down to your goal weight and throwing away all of your bigger clothes. And then the shame of climbing back up to your highest weight ever plus some. And then having to go rebuy all the clothes that you threw away and spending all that money and not having any sort of like fashion in your life or a look that is yours because you're always just wearing the things making do because some day you're going to be at a weight where you are going to buy the clothes that you want, but that's never happened and it's continued to get worse for 40 years. (sighs) It's really nice to go into your closet and be like, these are my clothes. I have cultivated this wardrobe. I know that it is going to fit me tomorrow and the next day and a year from now. And to be able to have clothing that you really enjoy, that you know is going to fit and have it all in one size, the size that fits you, in your most healthy, at peace, steady, free body. (laughs) And freedom is being able to have a wardrobe in one size, which is your size. And freedom is no more wondering. Here's what wondering is like. I wonder if this can kill me. I wonder if my stomach could rip from a binge. I wonder if I've broken my metabolism. I wonder if I've pushed at my set point weight. I wonder if I've kept myself from ever being able to lose weight again. I wonder if I'm already pre-diabetic. I wonder if this is turning on the all the processes in my body that create the cancer that my mother died from. I wonder if this is going to be the last time that I can ever turn back from this and I just missed it. Like all of that wondering. And the opposite of wondering is knowing, knowing exactly why this is happening, knowing the consequences of it, knowing how to fix it permanently. And I'll just give you a quick example. So we have a client that came to us um, after many, many years of bulimia. And bulimia, of course, it can cause instant death at any time that you purge. There are three different ways that your heart can stop. And it's also extremely damaging. We have a lot of clients who have replaced teeth and jaw bones and, you know, have lost their voices. Like bulimia is super, super damaging. And there's just so much wondering, wondering if you have broken something beyond repair. And we had a client that came to us. I mean, it'd probably been, I think for her, it was over 30 years that she had struggled with the bulimia. And she never let herself go to the dentist because for all the wondering, she really didn't wanna know. Because it's like, what if I find out that this has really done so much damage and that I'm still doing it to myself. And such a beautiful triumph for her was she came into our program around the three week mark, she was completely binge and purge free. She didn't have bulimia anymore around the three week mark after 30 years of bulimia. And of course that's an amazing celebration, but what was really beautiful on her journey is that she started going to the doctor and going to the dentist And she said, I have so much courage to find out, to know, instead of wonder, but to know what has happened because now I know that I get to heal and I get to repair and I get to get the help and the medical attention that I need because I'm not hurting myself anymore and it can just get better from here. And she did find out that there was some damage to her teeth and she got it repaired and she no longer damaged her teeth. And she got to face that knowing with such peace because she knew why the problem was happening, she had already fixed it, and now she gets to be in the healing and repair and moving forward. So freedom is not having to wonder anymore, but to know and be able to powerfully move forward from there because now you're on the side of freedom. And freedom is helping others. One thing that I love is that In our community, I mean, I truly believe that the coolest people in the world get eating disorders because we just have such amazing, cool, amazing, amazing people in our community. And they have these incredible hearts, like, you know, the hearts to volunteer, to help others, to reach out and help others out of suffering and pain, to, you know, be a light for someone in their lives. And one thing that is just so maddening and destructive about struggling with food is that If you need to put on your own oxygen mask first to help somebody else, but you can never, after so many years of trying, put on your own oxygen mask, then it becomes super, super frustrating. And we have all these incredible women coming to us that really want to help others, really want to be supportive, have these incredible hearts. But it has always been a, as soon as I fix this for myself, it's this, we've heard this so many times of, And eating disorder is so inwardly focused. Like you're always trying to figure out you and you're trying to figure out like, how do I fix this? And you're trying to figure out like analyzing yourself. And it is like, it's a very lonely and an internal state where you're focused on you because it's like, I'm in crisis. And until I get out of crisis, I can't help someone else. But that desire is there in such an incredible, incredible way. And what's so beautiful is we just see women every single day be able to contribute to the world and help others in phenomenal ways. So you have an incredible client that came to us that, I mean, she'd had, you know, bulimia, binge eating for a really long time. She'd actually had gastric bypass that turned into bulimia and made her eating disorder worse. Um, You might've seen her um, on one of our videos, but like she has such this incredible story, but I love that one of the first things that she did is, you know, she was on one of our Q and A's and she's celebrating her freedom and she's like, I'm so glad that I can finally focus on other people. And she started all these beautiful volunteer opportunities of populations that she really wanted to help and do a lot for, but she just never had the energy, the bandwidth to, cause she was always trying to fix like her stuff first. We have seen so many amazing new careers be launched. Um, We have four, just in like the last little while, we've had four authors publish books, maybe five, if we go back a little bit farther, five authors publish books that had just never quite gotten completed because it was like, well, I wanna put this book out into the world and I wanna help others, but I just, I can't do it because I'm always focused on me. One of them is now a best-selling author, just impacting a lot, a lot of lives. We've seen so many people be able to contribute to their families, be present with their children, like help other family members because they have the energy and the bandwidth to. It's been a beautiful thing to see that when a woman has her power and her freedom back, the good that she does in the world. And so freedom is being able to help others, being able to live that heart of service and care and love. Um that was always there, but that never got to be expressed because of being buried under this crisis and this problem. And once that's lifted, then we get to help others how how we want to and how we choose to. And freedom is being able to do that and help others. And freedom is raising your standards. One big reason that we're doing this 365 Days of Freedom is because People need to know that they can expect more, they can have a higher standard for their freedom. Like For so many of us, we've even been told by people in authority that like the best you can ever do is just manage your struggle with food and your body for the rest of your life. Like You're broken, you're always gonna be broken, good luck managing being broken, come back to this treatment center every year so that you can be reminded about how broken you are and to maintain your broken, Like just this idea that the most exciting that it gets is to manage how hard it is and to hope it doesn't get worse. And that's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. And this is about raising your standard for yourself. Like freedom is being able to have higher expectations because you are living it, because you can feel and see and taste and experience freedom in all of its glory that like, oh, my struggle with food is permanently done. That is a thing in the past. So what else can I expect for myself? And what else do I know that I'm worthy of? And what else can I raise the bar on what I can expect, not just from my freedom, but from my life? And a real consistent piece that we see in our community is people saying things like, I never even knew to want this. I never even knew this was possible. I never even knew that this was available to me and just being like, oh, how nice is that? To know what freedom actually is and to know that it is so much better than we expected and so much better than what we were told. Thanks for tuning in. If you felt a spark here and want to see how these principles can work in your own life, here is your next step pop over to lydia lifestyle.com slash session. That's lydia lifestyle.com slash session